Chapter 152. Mangaloma Reserve, Ecuador. Search for the long-wattled umbrella bird. I was up at 5am and packed all the stuff I would need at the Mangaloma Reserve for the next few days. I'd originally planned to volunteer there for a month, but didn't have time with Peru. It's just going to be a few days now. My friend Agu had got chatting with the guides we'd met at Bella Vista yesterday, and they said they wanted to go around the reserve today. We met them at the turn-off for Mindo on the main road and then went in convoy down to another town called Los Bancos. We stopped to pick up some breakfast on the way and then all started walking in at the entrance. We could have driven further, but it rained overnight and we didn't want to get our cars stuck. Agustina took me around to show me the place I would be staying and the facilities, the trails and the spots they had seen various birds. I hadn't spent much time alone with Agostina in the past, and I'd always talked more with Alejandro. We got on really well, though, and we had plenty to talk about. One of the Peruvian girls that had come with us was feeling really sick, so they decided to head back. I tagged along with the two Ecuadorian guides with their three clients, an English couple and a very wealthy-looking American lady. We checked out the sites where the two star birds of the reserve, the long-wattled umbrella bird and the banded ground cuckoo, had been seen, but we didn't get them. Whilst we waited around for them, we heard a terrific crashing noise through the trees and saw a huge crested owl that had landed in a creek nearby. Very weird in the daytime. We carried on birding a while together before they headed back and I had the whole place to myself. I cooked myself a simple dinner and wrote up my bird notes by candlelight. I was up first thing and made my way into the forest. I wanted to check out the umbrella bird side as early as possible. It was all quiet up there with no sign of the big black birds. I saw a pretty cool hummingbird, though, called the Black-Eared Fairy. Then I heard the booming sound that I know was them, and I folded it into the forest despite Ali's warning that there were many venomous snakes in there. I got pretty close, but they stopped calling, and I had no chance to find them. I did get close to a large carnivorous mammal, though, called the Tyra, and got some nice photos. The next day I started going round one of the new side trails and soon bumped into another group of birders. Today, three Brits with their Ecuadorian guy called Pancho. They were more my cup of tea than the group yesterday. Graham and Evie were a middle-aged British couple. He was a deputy head of a high school. He also turned out to be one of the top birders in Britain, having seen about 520 species there. He said he'd pretty much stopped twitching now, though. The other Brit was a younger guy from Doncaster called Brian. We had a lot to talk about, and he turned into a very useful contact for me. He's been in South America for almost as long as me, mostly in Paraguay and Brazil, and we know quite a few of the same people from Paraguay. He has a website set up for birdwatching sites from around the world and he wants me to add all my information to it. He's now working as a guide for an American woman who has a lodge in Mindo. He emailed her to ask if he could put some information on his website and he ended up with a job. I know the various spots here now and I took them round and we saw a few birds including the plain coloured thrush-like chiffonus with its weird call, but it was pretty quiet in general. We left the forest and went into the old dilapidated house nearby that has a great view. A perfect viewing platform. We stayed there for quite a while, but they'd come out without provisions, so they were forced to go back to their car at the entrance. Graham was so taken with the spot that he said he'd be back after lunch. I went back to my little house and made some lunch and reviewed the birds that I'd seen. We did some more birding from the platform in the afternoon and went back into the forest for one last check for the umbrella birds. Finally, we heard the same call I had this morning. We all went charging up this slope to see if we could find them. Again, they stopped, and we were left empty-handed. They were a lovely group, even the guide, and we exchanged emails. All these new contacts for me might come in useful in the future. 
I took them out to where Agur told me that the rare plumbiest forest falcon had been seen near the exit, and we tried calling it out with no luck. I went back on my own to my peaceful little abode. I woke up at 2am and couldn't get back to sleep, so I lit a candle and read my book. I finally got back to sleep but ended up sleeping in. I was really annoyed with myself. This was going to be my last chance to see the umbrella bird. I rushed along the trail, but soon heard them calling close by, at closer intervals than I had before. I tried to follow the calls, but then heard some heavy wing beats and saw some large birds flying to a very tall tree above me. I got my binoculars on one and saw it briefly, but well enough to see what it was before they all flew off. Well, I'd seen them, but not as well as I wanted to, and no photo. I carried on and climbed up to the same spot as yesterday. They'd flown in that direction. When I got up there, they started calling again, and I followed the sounds. Finally, I got great views of three long-wattled umbrella birds, including one male, perched very close, calling away. I got some great photos and a recording. Weird-looking birds with a little umbrella over their face and a huge wattle, almost like a pendulum, which they fill with air to make that strange booming noise. I was so relieved to have seen them after all this trying. No birders came today, and I felt sorry for the ones that had been and gone back empty-handed. When I was leaving the forest, a group of three Germans who were friends of the owners came in, guided by the worker. Obviously not birders. I've enjoyed staying here on my own. It's been very relaxing, but I'd better get back tomorrow if I'm going to meet up with Paul in Colombia. I was all packed and ready to leave by about 6.30am when I heard a car come in. I couldn't figure out who it could be, but soon I heard Agostina's voice saying, Carlitos! She brought two Americans in and was going to show them around. I didn't mind another morning's birding, plus it meant that I didn't have to walk back or catch the bus. The two American brothers were all right. One had been to Ecuador a few times and he showed me the list of stuff that he was after. I told him which ones I'd seen over the past few days. It wasn't a great morning for birding though as it rained quite a lot. Not just drizzle to keep things active, but heavy enough to dampen your clothes and your spirits. I took them up to the Umbrella Bird Ridge where I'd had such good views yesterday, but the birds were nowhere to be seen. Funny that I only saw them on the day that I was alone. I go ask the two guys if they wanted to stay a bit longer, and it seemed that they did, so Abby, the Peruvian dude, went off in his big car and promised to be back at 4pm. We spent some time in the old house looking over the forest and saw lots of these spectacular bright white black-tipped cotingas. We saw a few other good bits and pieces, and the American brothers didn't seem too upset about their day. I packed up my stuff and we set off back for Miraflores. When we got back, there was a party going on in the house. Agostina's friends were giving a recital of classical guitar. There was a whole bunch of people from around the world who were all very interesting. A Moroccan, different Latinos, French person, me, even a Japanese-American girl. I hadn't spoken Japanese for a while and I got a bit mixed up with my Spanish. I was totally exhausted from the past few days. I passed out on the couch with people dancing around me. <laughs>